We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. How are you all today? Good. I'll give you a bit of context while I'm sitting down looking a bit lazy. And uh, five minutes into the football game yesterday, Drossen versus Kadena. I got this guy pretty good, you know, I got him. And, and then I went just to turn, because turning is a complicated thing. And then a bit of a click and a bit of a twang. And then uh, so something's happened to my knee. We'll work out what that is this week. And so, but I'm a bit hobbled. So pray, especially for my wife. Uh, she's got three children now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's all down this, probably this ligament, I think. So we'll work that out later. But uh, five minutes in. Oh, well, well goes on, doesn't it? And, uh, yeah, we had a great Easter up at uh, Drossen last week. It was so good to see the baptisms and combining with the uniting. And I was actually at Easter camp as well. You didn't see me here at Edithburg, and I was speaking at the Easter camp at Port Hughes, and I want to thank uh, those people who were praying for that. Uh, we had about, there was about 100 teenagers there from Port Lincoln, Balaclava, Wyala, York Peninsula, all around, and there was a powerful move of God, people encountering the power and presence of God and growing in faith. And so God's so good. So that was an incredible time together. And um, what I'm going to share is actually um, what I spoke at Easter camp on Sunday morning is what I'm going to actually share today. Uh, so I'm excited. And I believe some people are going to find a bit of freedom today uh, where you maybe feel a bit stuck. I believe there's going to be a bit of freedom. But let me just read... This passage from Matthew 28, verse 1. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him and fell into a dead faint. The angel spoke to the woman, Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come and see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And he is going ahead of you to Galilee. And you will see him there. Remember what I have told you. And often on the Easter weekend on Friday, we remember the cross and then on Sunday the resurrection. And, and what I want to talk about today is the resurrection. Uh, that Jesus rose from the grave. He laid down his life and he rose from the grave. It's an event, it happened. Uh, you'll find people hard-pressed to do their research and deny that Jesus lived. Even non people who don't believe that he was God... If you do your historical research, there's so much information on this man named Jesus living and walking on this earth and recordings of what he said from people who believe he was God and people who didn't believe he was God. So if you do your research, it's almost impossible to deny that this, this man called Jesus lived on earth. But where we as Christians believe he is God is that he didn't just die, but he rose from the grave that he resurrected. And it's an event, it happened. So the resurrection is an event. It happened, Jesus died on a cross, he rose from the grave. It was an event, it happened. Right. And what the Bible talks about, it's actually a future event that will happen. 
The Bible says Jesus will return. The Bible says there'll be a new heaven and a new earth that will be alive and we have eternity. That earth, we're here now, but heaven, a new earth, a new heaven. And so the resurrection is an event. The resurrection is a future, but it's also for now. It's not just something Jesus did. It's not just something that will happen in the future because we believe in Jesus, we tick the box and we live forever somehow. But it's, it's for now because it's who Jesus is. He is the resurrection. It's not just an event, it's not just the future, but it's who Jesus is. He is the resurrection. I want to read John 11, verse 1. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. If I skip ahead to verse 17, it says, When Jesus arrived in Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem and many of the people who had come to console Mary, Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Martha believed in a resurrection, but a future resurrection. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who lives in me, believes in me, will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Jesus said, I am resurrection and life. See, it's an event. Yes, it's an event. Jesus rose from the grave. It is core to our faith. It's a future, but it's who Jesus is. He is the resurrection and life. Jesus brings dead things to life. The perfect example is our faith. We sin. It's the archery term of missing the mark. God had a way for us to live, a way for us to love each other, love him, and we miss the mark. And the consequences of sin is death. Then Jesus came, laid down his life, taking sin and death onto himself, cancelling it, removing it for all time. So by faith, we have life. We have life in eternity, but we have life on earth. Jesus said, I'll give you abundant life. Jesus prayed for heaven to come to earth. He said, life, resurrection on earth. Not just in heaven. Life, resurrection on earth. Jesus brings dead things to life. It was an event, but it's who he is. Throughout his life on earth, he's bringing dead things to life. People, diseases, poverty, he's bringing dead things to life. Salvations, me and you, we are brought dead to life by the grace of Jesus, by the power of of the cross and resurrection. The resurrection was an event, it's a future, but it's who Jesus is. He is life. You know, when Jesus got there, Lazarus had been dead for four days. Now we know the end of the story. We know Lazarus rises from the grave. We actually know that Jesus rose. They didn't know the end of the story. They just knew four days. A lot happens in four days. <laughs> you know how a week goes really fast but really long? 
Four days can, can be a long time. Lazarus was dead for four days. And they didn't know the miracle was coming. They just knew death. That's what they knew. They knew their brother was dead. Their friend was dead for four days. Now we talk about the cross on Friday and we talk about the resurrection on Sunday. But how about Saturday? How's everyone feeling on Saturday? We, we know the end of the story. I'm glad I know the end of the story because if I was in the Bible, if I was one of the disciples, I probably wouldn't be too proud of whatever would be written of how I reacted to the events. Jesus died. That was their reality. Jesus tried to tell them what would happen. They didn't really get it. And as far as they were convinced, their Lord, their Messiah, their future, their teacher, their friend was dead. And on Saturday, nothing was happening. We know what was happening, but for them, nothing was happening. Just death. You know, I think sometimes there's stuff in our lives that feels dead. Maybe, maybe dead might be a severe word. Maybe in other words, stuck. No life. Maybe there's habits or thought processes that just feel stuck or dead. Maybe there's dreams or passions that you've had for the future that just seem dead. Maybe it's fear or insecurity that you've kind of lived with and it just feels dead. Maybe it's health, physical, mental. Maybe it's your past. Maybe it's not something in you. Maybe it's something around you. Maybe the family that you dreamed of isn't going to plan. Maybe it hasn't worked out how you thought it would work out. Maybe your kids haven't made the choices you thought your kids would make. Maybe the relationship with your extended family isn't what you imagined. And it just feels dead. Maybe your workplace feels a bit dead. Maybe your friendships just feel like there's no life there. There's things in our life that can feel dead. But remember, Jesus is the resurrection and life. He brings dead things to life. He defeated death. It's who he is. You know, when it seemed hopeless on Saturday, Jesus rose on Sunday. When it seemed hopeless for those four days, Lazarus walked out of the grave. Verse 39, roll the stone aside, Jesus told him. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he's been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. <laughs> I love these little details they put in. That's what Martha decided to... That was her argument for not rolling the stone aside. Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all those people standing here, so they will believe that you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told him, unwrap him and let him go. Jesus called him out of the tomb and out he walked because he is the resurrection and life. You know, I believe there's things in our lives that feel dead that Jesus wants to bring back to life. I believe there's things around us in our world that feel dead that Jesus wants to bring back to life. 
that there's been stuff you might have been carrying with, dealing with, living with, and you thought, you know what, that's just what it is. I'm just going to live with this habit. I'm just going to live with this insecurity. I'm just going to live with this thing I'm going to carry. But Jesus wants to bring dead things to life. Maybe my kids will just not follow Jesus. Maybe this will happen in my marriage. Maybe this will happen in my family. Maybe this will happen in my friendship groups. Jesus wants to bring dead things back to life. It's who he is. On the Saturday before the Sunday, when Jesus was dead, there was silence. But God had a plan. When Lazarus was dead for four days, it looked like silence, but Jesus was coming. And I want to tell you, if there's something in your life that you feel that's stuck, that's dead, that God's coming, that God's moving, that God has a plan. I love how Jesus reacted before he brought Lazarus out of the grave. Verse 33, when Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him, he asked them. Lord, they told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby, see how much he loved him. But some said, this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry when he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. I love the emotion. Anger, deeply troubled. Jesus wept. He was still angry. I want you to know that if you're in pain, if something feels dead or stuck, Jesus defeated sin and death. He is the resurrection. He is power. But he understands. Jesus felt pain. He understands pain. Jesus was betrayed. He was let down. He was put on a cross. He was abandoned. I want you to know that if you're struggling with something, in your life or around you, that Jesus isn't a distant spectator, but he is with you and he understands. He understands and he cares. See, Jesus was fully God, but fully man. Fully God in all the power, but fully man in experience and understanding. And I love that, that we have a God who's with us and supports us, who's alive. Because he's alive, so he's with us. He's alive, so he's in us. But he understands. He understands. about to read Psalm 23 and I want you to just uh, listen and see where the shepherd is and what the shepherd's doing in this psalm because the shepherd's Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows, he leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength and guides me along right paths, bringing honour to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honour me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. The shepherd in that psalm, leads the sheep the shepherds before the sheep when they go through the valley the shepherds beside the sheep and then the, sh- the goodness and our failing love follows 
And it's a picture of God's love and presence for you and me. When those things feel dead, when those situations that Jesus is with you, but he's in front of you, he's beside you and he's behind you. His love literally surrounds us. He's got a plan for the, for the future. He's got healing for the past, love flowing from us, and he's with us in the moment. If those things are feeling dead, sometimes they're our fault, sometimes it's much more complicated. Jesus is with us in it all. He is alive, he understands, and he is the resurrection and power, so he can bring dead things back to life. In the silence, in the seemingly nothing, in the seemingly dead, God is moving, God is coming, God has a plan. You've got to know that today. God is coming, God is moving, God has a plan. And he's actually with you in the midst of it all. Ezekiel 37. The Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around the bones and covered, which covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground. They were completely dried out. So imagine a huge valley just filled with bones. I think nothing represents death like bones. Right, just bones. No skin, no muscles, no life, just bones. So he leads this prophet to a valley of bones, literally a valley of dead things. And then he asks me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? What if God asked you that question for those areas that feel dead? Can those dreams come back to life again? Can that, can that habit, that thought process come back to life again? Can that insecurity or fear come back to life again? Can your children come back to life again? Can your marriage, can your family, can your, can your friendships, can your workplace come back to life? I was once uh, in the gym praying for just the town and, and different people. And uh, a picture of one certain person I know came to mind in church. And I laughed. And on the practical level, you can understand why I would laugh. Because this person, he, he, he's probably as far away from walking in a church that you could imagine. If there was anyone in town that you think, whoa, that'll be the day, this will be the person. And when it came to mind, I had a bit of a giggle. I felt God tell me, like, why are you laughing? Do I bring dead things to life? Is anything, anyone, any situation, any person too far gone? So God asked Ezekiel, son of man, can these bones become living people again? Can dead come to life? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. That's really what Ezekiel was saying is, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm going to be respectful. <laughs> oh God, you know. It's a yes or no question, Ezekiel. <laughs> Can the bones come to life? Oh, you alone know, God. What he's really saying is, I don't really think so, but I'm not going to say that because you're God. That's my interpretation. If I was in that situation, that's probably what I would be saying. Is God, I'm too scared to say no to you. So I'm going to defer the question. 
I've done that. I don't know if you've done that before. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Their skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the wind, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath from the four winds, breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Dead things back to life. Jesus is resurrection and life. And this morning what I want to do is I want to pray and prophesy over you dead things to life. What's prophesying? It's declaring God's word. And how, what, what a simple prophecy is declaring who Jesus is and his power, declaring life and resurrection. Over you, what's inside? Over that place that, that, that you don't let anyone else in, over that thought pattern over your family, over your workplace, over your life, prophesied dead to life. That's what we're going to pray for today. But why can we do that? What right do we have to pray that? Ephesians 1.19 says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us. Paul's praying that we understand God's power in us and for us. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. This is God's power in us. See, Jesus is alive and Jesus is within us. And we have his life and resurrection power in us. So I can prophesy, I can declare, I can pray dead things back to life. Because His power in us. Jesus is in and within you. That's prophecy. That's prayer. Declaring dead things to life over you, over your family, over your, your town, your community. Jesus is resurrection and life. It's an event, it's a future, but it's who he is for now. Jesus said, I'll give you abundant life. Jesus prayed, heaven come to earth. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I imagine a whole lot of life in heaven. I imagine a whole lot of healing in heaven. I imagine a whole lot of peace, a whole lot of joy, a whole lot of restoration in heaven. And Jesus says, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Healing on earth, joy on earth, restoration on earth, peace on earth. Dead things back to life on earth as in heaven. That's resurrection power. You know, as I was kind of praying and and preparing this and that word dead can feel like a drastic word and I felt the word stuck like there's areas maybe in you and, in, and around you this feels stuck like there's no movement 
Like there's been thought processes and feelings and emotions and, and patterns that within you that you don't want, but it just feels stuck, like nothing's moving. That maybe there's a situation in your family or friendships or, or community that you just, it just feels stuck. No life, just, just stuck, just stuck there. And I want to pray for those areas. I want to declare God's word, which is his resurrection power over those areas. So if we could have a bit of a band up, that'd be great. We'll maybe do that oh, touch of heaven. Jesus took sin and death onto himself, rose from the grave. Not so we can just punch our ticket to heaven, but so we can have abundant life on earth, bring heaven to earth for us, but for everyone around us. This resurrection power isn't so we could just have healing, even though we, God has that for us. It's so the people we come into contact with can meet heaven, can meet God. Now, I don't know everyone's situation here and what everyone's going through or thinking, but I bet you there's some people who feel a bit stuck. I bet you there's some people who have some things in their life that feel stuck. I bet you there's some people who have situations around them that just feel dead. And I'm just going to pray the resurrection and power of Jesus over those areas. And I'm believing and I'm praying that heaven's just going to come and touch you. That the spirit and power of God is just going to touch you. You'll find freedom and healing. Some of it's going to be an answer of what to do. Some of it's going to be the path to take. Some of it's just going to be a, a sensing of God's close presence for you. Some of it's something going to shift this week in relationships. Some open doors are going to just open this week. Holy Spirit. God, I thank you that you're here. That we don't have to convince you to come and meet with us. We don't have to manipulate you or, or say the right things or worship in the right way. You are here. You're already here. Your loving, perfect presence, your Holy Spirit is here. And your word says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Your word says that the same power within us is that what raised Christ from the dead. Jesus, you said, I am resurrection and life. So I prophesy resurrection and life in the name of Jesus. I prophesy life over bodies. I prophesy life over minds. I prophesy life over insecurities and fear. I prophesy life over habits. I prophesy life over marriages, over children, over extended family, over colleagues. I prophesy life over finances. I prophesy life over the future. I prophesy life over every dead thing in the name of Jesus. Pray to your freedom to come in the name of Jesus. Your healing to come in the name of Jesus. Your wisdom and guidance and clarity to come in the name of Jesus. Resurrection power in the name of Jesus. I pray for heaven to come right now here in Edithburg as it is in heaven. Holy Spirit, fill us afresh. 
Where the Spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. So I prophesy freedom in the name of Jesus. I prophesy the stronghold of doubt will flee in the name of Jesus. There's someone here and you've been hurt. And it's almost like a, it's like something that's just keep you tied up a little bit. It's stopping you. God, I just pray for healing for that person in the name of Jesus. Healing. 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 Healing over every hurt. God, you're with them. You understand it. Healing over every hurt. There's someone who keeps doubting that they're loved by you, God. I pray that you right now you give them such an incredible experience of your love. Let them sense your closeness. Let them know how deep, how wide, how long, how high your love is. That you love them so much. You're with them in every step. God, I pray for children and family members who are away in faith. I speak your life. Wherever they are right now, whatever they're doing, I pray to your Holy Spirit, your love comes and meets them in the name of Jesus. Dead things to life in the name of Jesus. Dead things to life. Dead things to life. You know, we're just going to end in worshipping. And this song is a touch of heaven. I don't know if we can just pray a prayer that says, God, just come and have your way in me. Because when God meets us, heaven meets us, life meets us. Because God knows me and you better than we know ourselves. He knows not just what we want, but what we actually need. He, know, he knows those dead things more than we do. And he's not condemning and looking down, but he's there to bring life. He's right there beside us. So God, as we just worship you in this place, we just invite you to meet with us. Speak to us. Fill us afresh with your spirit. Bring dreams back to life. Bring healing to mind. Bring freedom into spirits. Give us new hope. Give us new life, God. Give us the gift of faith. Holy Spirit, come and speak. Let's worship together.